Runo thirty eight of Kalevala the Land of the Heroes by Elias Lunroth. Translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo thirty eight. Ilmarinen's new bride from Poyola. Argument. Ilmarinen goes to Poyola to woo the younger sister of his first wife but as he receives only insulting words in reply he becomes angry seizes the maiden and starts on his homeward journey on the way the maiden treats ilmarinen with contempt and provokes him till he changes her into a seagull when ilmarinen comes home he relates to Vainamoinen how the inhabitants of pojola live free from care since they possess the sampo and also tells him how badly his wooing has prospered thereupon smith ilmarinen he the great primeval craftsman cast away the golden image cast away the silver damsel afterwards his horse he harnessed yoked before the sledge the chestnut on the sledge himself he mounted and within the sledge he sat him and departed on his journey and proposed as he was driving he to pojola would travel there to ask another daughter so he drove for one day onward journeyed also on the second and at length upon the third day came to pojola's broad courtyard lo he pojola's old mistress came into the yard to meet him and began the conversation and she turned to him and asked him how her child's health was at present if her daughter was contented as the daughter-in-law of master and the daughter-in-law of mistress thereupon smith ilmarinen head bowed down and deeply grieving and his cap all sloping sideways answered in the words which follow do thou not o mother ask me do not question me in this wise how your daughter may be living how your dear one now is dwelling death has borne her off already grisly death has seized upon her in the ground is now my berry on the heath is now my fair one and her dark locks neath the stubble neath the grass my silver fair one give me now your second daughter give me now that youthful maiden give her to me dearest mother give me now your second daughter thus to occupy the dwelling and the station of her sister lohi pojola's old mistress answered in the words which follow ill have i unhappy acted and it was a sad misfortune when to thee my child i promised and i gave to thee the other in her early youth to slumber for the rosy-cheeked one perished to the mouth of wolf i gave her to the jaws of bear when growling no more daughters will i give you nor my daughter will i give you that she washed the soot from off you and she scratched the soot from off you sooner would i give my daughter and would give my tender daughter to the fiercely foaming cataract to the ever-seething whirlpool as a prey to worms of mana to the teeth of pike of twony thereupon smith ilmarinen mouth and head both turning sideways with his black hair in disorder as his head he shook in anger pushed his way into the chamber and beneath the roof he entered and he spoke the words which follow come thou now with me o maiden in the station of thy sister and to occupy her dwelling cakes of honey there to bake me and the best of ale to brew me from the floor there sang a baby thus he sang and thus made answer quit our castle guest unwelcome 
from our doors o stranger hasten thou before hast harmed our castle evil much hast wrought our castle when the first time here thou camest and within our doors hast entered maiden o my dearest sister o rejoice not in this lover neither in his mouth so subtle neither in his feet well shapen for his gums are like a wolf's gums curved his claws like those of foxes and the claws of bears conceals he and his belt knife blood is drinking tis with this that heads he severs and with this the backs lays open then the maiden's self made answer thus she spoke to ilmarinen i myself will not go with you trouble not for such a scoundrel for your first wife you have murdered and my sister you have slaughtered you perchance would also slay me murder me as her you murdered such a maiden is deserving of a man of greater standing and whose form is far more handsome in a finer sledge to take me to a larger finer dwelling to a better home than thou hast not into a smith's black coal-house to a stupid husband's homestead thereupon smith ilmarinen he the great primeval craftsman mouth and head both turning sideways and his black hair in disorder seized without ado the maiden in his grasp he seized the maiden from the room he rushed like snowstorm dragged her where his sledge was standing in the sledge he pushed the maiden and within the sledge he cast her started quickly on his journey and prepared him for his journey with one hand the horse he guided on the girl's breast laid the other wept the maiden and lamented and she spoke the words which follow now i come where grow the cranberries to the swamps where grow the arums now the dove approaches ruin and the bird is near destruction hear me now smith ilmarinen if you will not now release me i will smash your sledge to pieces and will break it into fragments break it with my knees asunder break it with my legs to fragments thereupon smith ilmarinen answered in the words that follow no the sledge by smith was fashioned and the boards are bound with iron and it can withstand the pushing and the noble maiden's struggles then the hapless girl lamented and bewailed the copper belted struggled till she broke her fingers struggled till her hands were twisted and she spoke the words which follow if you will not now release me to a lake fish i'll transform thee in the deepest waves a poem thereupon smith ilmarinen answered in the words which follow even so you will not scape me i myself as pike will follow then the hapless girl lamented and bewailed the copper belted struggled till she broke her fingers struggled till her hands were twisted and she spoke the words which follow if you will not now release me to the wood will i betake me hiding in the rocks like ermine thereupon smith ilmarinen answered in the words which follow even thus you will not scape me for as otter i'll pursue you then the hapless girl lamented and bewailed the copper belted struggled till she broke her fingers struggled till her hands were twisted and she spoke the words which follow if you will not now release me as a lark i'll soar above you and behind the clouds will hide me thereupon smith ilmarinen answered in the words which follow even thus you will not scape me for as eagle i'll pursue you but a little way they journeyed short the distance they had traversed when the horse pricked ears to listen 
and the long-eared steed was shying then her head the maiden lifted in the snow she saw fresh footprints and she thereupon inquired what has passed across our pathway said the smith said ilmarinen twas a hare that ran across it then the hapless girl was sighing much she sobbed and much was sighing and she spoke the words which follow woe to me unhappy creature better surely had i found it and my lot were surely better if the hare's track i could follow in the traces of the crook-leg than in sledge of such a suitor neath the rug of one so wrinkled for the hairs of hair are finer and his mouth cleft is more handsome thereupon smith ilmarinen bit his lips his head turned sideways and the sledge drove rattling onward and a little way they journeyed when the horse pricked ears to listen and the long-eared steed was shying then her head the maiden lifted in the snow she saw fresh footprints and she thereupon inquired what has passed across our pathway said the smith said ilmarinen twas a fox that ran across it then the hapless girl was sighing much she sobbed and much was sighing and she spoke the words which follow woe to me unhappy creature better surely had i found it and my lot were surely better were i riding in a fox sledge and in lapland sledge were fleeing than in sledge of such a suitor neath the rug of one so wrinkled for the hairs of fox are finer and his mouth cleft is more handsome thereupon smith ilmarinen bit his lips his head turned sideways and the sledge drove rattling onward and a little way they journeyed when the horse pricked ears to listen and the long-eared steed was shying then her head the maiden lifted in the snow she saw fresh footprints and she thereupon inquired what has passed across our pathway said the smith said ilmarinen twas a wolf that ran across it then the hapless girl was sighing much she sobbed and much was sighing and she spoke the words which follow woe to me unhappy creature better surely had i found it and my lot were surely better if a growling wolf i followed track the pathway of the snouted than in sledge of such a suitor neath the rug of one so wrinkled for the hair of wolf is finer and his mouth cleft is more handsome thereupon smith ilmarinen bit his lips his head turned sideways and the sledge drove rattling onwards and at night they reached a village with the journey over wearied slept the smith and slept profoundly and another than her husband made the girl laugh as he slept there thereupon smith ilmarinen in the morning when he wakened mouth and head both twisted sideways tossed his black hair in disorder after this smith ilmarinen pondered till he spoke as follows shall i now commence my singing shall i sing a bride like this one to a creature of the forest or a creature of the water not to forest beast i'll sing her all the forest would be troubled neither to a water creature lest the fishes all should shun her better slay her with my hanger with my sword will i dispatch her but the sword perceived his object understood the hero's language and it spoke the words which follow not for this was i constructed that i should dispatch the women and the weak i thus should slaughter thereupon smith ilmarinen presently commenced his singing and began to speak in anger sung his wife into a sea-mew thenceforth round the cliffs to clamour scream upon the rocks in water moan around the jutting headlands struggle with the winds against her 
after this smith ilmarinen in his sledge again dashed forward and the sledge drove rattling onward head bowed down in great depression back he journeyed to his country till he reached the well-known regions Vainamoinen, old and steadfast came upon the road to meet him and began to speak as follows ilmarinen smith and brother wherefore is your mood so gloomy wherefore is your cap pushed sideways as from pohjola thou comest how at pohjola exist they said the smith said ilmarinen how at pohjola exist they there the sampo grinds for ever and revolves the pictured cover and one day it grinds provisions grinds for sale upon the second on the third what needs the household thus i speak and tell you truly and again repeat it to you how at pohjola exist they when at pohjola's the sampo there is ploughing there is sowing there is every kind of increase and their welfare is eternal said the aged Vainamoinen, ilmarinen smith and brother where hast thou thy wife abandoned where thy youthful bride so famous that you here return without her ever driving homeward wifeless thereupon smith ilmarinen answered in the words which follow such a wife she was i sang her to the sea-cliffs as a sea-mew now she screams aloud as sea-gull shrieks aloud without cessation moans about the rocks and water and around the cliffs she clamors end of runo thirty eight recording by expatriate in bangor maine